Hey, it's Alex Clark. It's politics. It's a very historical politics. I have never done a live version of politics. There's no edits. There's no clips. It's just, well, there is clips, but not in the sense that you're used to with like the meme This is just raw me. So um, very highly likely that I'm going to say something to get myself canceled as we're talking about other people's cancellations today, like Lizzo. If you're new here, politics is the first and only conservative pop culture daily show that was ever created. Politics was created in 2019. It's been four years later. We've gone through a lot of changes and and upgrades and and just different stuff. But uh, it's been a minute. We've launched the Real Alex Clark YouTube. So this is the first live I've also done for the Real Alex Clark YouTube. And um, that's kind of my thing is pop culture without the propaganda. And it used to be daily. And now we're kind of just doing it random. And this was actually not planned. I just saw the news today. And I was like, you know what? There's more that I want to say that I can fit into a reel or a short on YouTube. So let's just freaking do the dang thing. Let's just do it. Let's just go live. So today we're talking about Lizzo being sued uh, for allegedly harassing uh, her backup dancers, creating a very hostile work environment. And by harassing, I mean sexual harassment, like the like to the likes of which you've never seen. I was actually blown away by the details of the story. I thought it was going to be something silly, like hitting on somebody. It was so much worse when I read the details. And so if you don't know the details, we're going to go through those together today uh, live. And throughout this whole thing, be submitting questions, be submitting your takes on these stories and and stuff, and, and I'll read some of them. We're also going to be talking about uh, new merch. We have a new merch drop. We also are hearing rumors that Caitlin Bristow, former bachelorette Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik have broken up and the evidence is not looking good. So I do want to discuss that, not because I currently am into Bachelor Nation stuff, but she's just, I think she's one of the main characters from like the old days that people really care about. I really care about. I have not watched anything Bachelor Nation since... Chris Harrison was fired. Um, I've, I've thought the shows have gone totally downhill and she's just one of the, like the last people that I actually still follow and keep up with. So I thought this story was interesting. I do want to discuss that briefly. Sophia Ritchie is coming out with a clothing line all based on the success of her TikTok stardom with her wedding style. Everyone knows well, if you don't, now you do. Everyone knows that I'm obsessed with Sophia Richie style. Um, her rebrand was absolutely of epic proportions. There's so much I want to discuss on that. Do we think it's going to be successful? Where I think she should launch it? All of that. Meghan Markle. She's always speaking out, and I have to go over Meghan Markle lore with you. If you are new to the cute conservative family, you are new to politics, and you have no idea about Meghan Markle lore, I'm going to explain to you the history of Meghan Markle and I. She wants everyone to hate Kate Middleton, and she's actually pissed that you and I don't hate her. So all of this we're going to go over. Let's see what's happening here in the chat. Hi, Alexa, Caitlin, Teresa, Holly, Nina, Megan, Flora, Jim. This is amazing. I'm so excited. Okay, so should I go ahead and get started? I'm asking my producer. All right, let's go ahead. All right, so we're going to start with Lizzo. And again, absolutely not a Lizzo fan. And this is not, I'm not trying to make this like any type of like fat shaming thing, whatever. I mean, it's an easy joke to make with her, obviously. Um, But I really did want to focus on her behavior and just this, she has created purposefully, right? This persona of I am the, the, the grand all be all of woke. I am the ultimate social justice warrior. I am the progressive icon when it comes to music and entertainment. Like this is how she has branded herself. So I think of all people for this story to come out about Lizzo, the queen of woke, I am on the edge of my seat to see how this all unfolds and to see if she will truly be held accountable in the way that they would hold like a Taylor Swift accountable. Because let me tell you something right now. And if you have watched me before or follow me on Instagram or anything, you know, I am the biggest Swifty of all time. I mean, Taylor Swift is at all times the background of my phone. Like, I am the biggest Swifty. 
if this story came out of, about Taylor Swift, it would be on Good Morning America, Fox News, CNN. It would be absolutely everywhere. Nobody would get over it. Her career would be over. People would talk about it for months. The fact that it is Lizzo, the fact that she has like positioned herself to be like the spokesperson of the left for Hollywood, I am just... I am anxiously waiting for the, these headlines to continue to roll out because where there's smoke, there's fire. We already have a lot of ammo against her. It's going to get worse. And it reminded me when I saw this, I was like, oh, this is like Ellen DeGeneres. Because with Ellen, he, she is a, another example of somebody in Hollywood that was like, I'm going to brand myself as one thing when in real life and behind the scenes, I know that I'm completely the other thing. Maybe this will lead people away. This will distract everybody. Nobody will expect it that I'm actually like the meanest person ever, uh, you know, which is what Ellen was. Ellen's whole thing was be kind, kindness. I'm so funny and I dance and he he. I wear little suits and I have a little pixie cut and I have a wife I fight with all the time, but we, we don't talk about that. Um, but like Ellen blew people's minds because her whole thing was kindness. Lizzo's whole thing is woke and her whole, also her whole thing is body positivity. I'm sick of people making fun of me for, I'm for being fat. Like, don't talk about my weight. Like it's unfair. Um, you know, we should all just be happy and, and however our body looks like health is whatever you want it to be. Right. That is Lizzo. And part of this lawsuit now, um, against her former employees is that she fat shamed them, which is just the icing on the cake, pun intended, I will say. All right. So I'm so excited. This is the first ever live politics. Welcome, pop culture without the propaganda. Usually this is pre-recorded, but now we're live. So you guys better share the crap out of the stream and tell everybody to, to log in. Cute servative, cute servatives rise. All right. Washington Post. Dancer Sue Lizzo alleging sexual harassment and hostile work environment. Three of Lizzo's former backup dancers have now sued her. They're accusing her of sexual harassment. Um, the complaint, which was filed yesterday alleges that three of her dancers were exposed to a sexually charged and uncomfortable work environment and that the, this is juicy, that the harassment was so severe and pervasive that it made their employment conditions intolerable. Severe and pervasive. Interesting adjectives. Now remember, anytime you've got a lawsuit, every word matters. They're not just going to throw in any any type of adjective to describe anything. Like they're very going to they're going to be very choosy with their words for how this is going to look to a judge. They are accusing her of pressuring them to touch a nude performer's breasts. By the way, not safe for work. I should have said that before. The story is not safe for work. Everything else is. This is not. They're accusing Lizzo of pressuring them to touch a nude performer's breast while at a nightclub in Amsterdam. So this just happened this year. This was 2023. I feel like it, I, I'm pretty sure in the last couple months she had a show, uh, her tour, the big girl, big touring. It's literally no wait. That's the production company. OK, so she went to Amsterdam. She did something there. I, I'm sure it was a show. And afterwards, she was like, hey, basically an after party. Let's go to the red light district. If you know anything about Amsterdam, hopefully, uh, you know, like they have the red light district. It's legal to to get your rocks off there with strangers is the nicest way that I can say that. The dancers say that Lizzo did not tell them it was required for them to go to this club and participate in these things. But what they did say was. They felt like if they didn't go, they would be in less like good standing with Lizzo and Lizzo is the boss. They felt like she put pressure on like, hey, whoever comes to these after parties with me, whoever's going to go to these these strip clubs or whatever and participate. Those are the people that are like going to be in good standing. Those are the people that are going to have favor. You're going to get special privileges, which obviously this is like a huge HR type of situation. Um. And what happened at this club is what blows my mind. Because this is the thing. It is one thing. It's it's still disturbing and like who would want to do this for fun if these were her friends. But she is forgetting that these people are your employees. And you can't take them to do this like sexual stuff and encourage them to participate in all this. Because at the end of the day, they're an employee. They're not just your friend. You see what I'm saying? 
This club is known, I guess, for, again, I'm trying to figure out how to say this because I don't know. I'm not used to like YouTube live rules. The dancers would insert sex toys and shoot them out of their genitalia to the audience, encouraging them to catch it. The dancers are nude. Lizzo wanted them to catch the flying op- sex objects. Lizzo wanted them to touch on the nude dancers and also eat fruit, specifically bananas, out of the dancers' private areas. It's it's honestly unbelievable. And people are shocked. I mean, it's unbelievable, but at the same time, like the people that like love Lizzo and how progressive she is and she's so she's always talking about sex and all this kind of stuff. It's like you kind of like know what you're getting into. Like she leads an openly degenerate lifestyle. So are we shocked that she's going to take her employees to do this kind of stuff? This is her idea of employee bonding. That's for you to decide. But I think eating the bananas hanging out of people's private areas was where uh, these employees or backup dancers for Lizzo finally drew a line. And they said, you know what? This is too far for me. The other part of this lawsuit, which I find very ironic and funny, is that they're accusing her of fat shaming. Now, this... This is karma to me. This is very interesting. They, Lizzo is known for hiring very obese, overweight backup dancers. She had an entire show on TLC. We can bring up the, we can just play the B-roll while I talk. She had a show on TLC called Watch Out for the Big Girls, where she had like heavy set girls auditioning for her to be their her backup dancers or whatever and I was like I was like how I don't understand how this is is safe from a safety aspect I don't understand this because these girls are so heavy and you're moving around and dancing and I'm like you're gonna break an ankle like I'm just like you're you're landing hard on your feet with that much weight you're gonna snap an ankle I never understood how this would be okay but a dance captain for Lizzo who was named in the suit um, is is also being held accountable for how she treated these b- fat backup dancers. But I guess she, like, uh, got on them for being too big. Lizzo got on the, the fat backup dancers and said, you guys are too heavy. And so they said that that was fat shaming. Like, she literally set herself up for this. She set herself up for this. Um, and there was like a whole meeting where she said, like, you need to be losing weight. And they're saying that the stunning nature of how Lizzo and her management team treated their performers seems to go against everything Lizzo stands for publicly. Again, this is Ellen DeGeneres 2.0. Now, let me see, um, if I can find here, I'm looking for. I want tea of exactly what it was. Oh, my gosh. Somebody said they're... Uh, oh, she's also being accused of false imprisonment now. That's new. So, see, this is all happening live. This is where stuff changes. Um, I want to see if there's any quotes uh, where I saw these quotes about what she said about fat shaming. Okay. She's being accused of making thinly veiled criticisms of one of the dancer's weight. Uh, oh, Lizzo told her, you seem less committed to your role on the dance team. And the girl who is suing Lizzo says, well, I think she's saying I'm less committed because of my size. Like, you know, you're too fat. You're getting tired. What have you? Which again, again, what do you expect? Somebody moving around. This is, it is very hard work to be a dancer like that. Is, you're, it's like constant exercise. That's going to be hard if you're out of shape. I mean, skinny or fat, it's just going to be hard if you're out of shape. And she pressured some of her security team to go on the stage with these new dancers at this Amsterdam club. She was yelling, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. She was yelling for them to take it off the clothes. Um, and 
Oh my gosh. Okay, this gets actually even worse. Guys, th this is this is really bad. The employee for Lizzo is now saying more Sorry, go ahead. Um yes, I'm sending the link so they can pull it up. If you scroll a little bit in this article here from Global News. The, one of the dancers in the lawsuit is now saying that Lizzo forced the dancer to go on stage at this club and soil herself. It was, um, she said she feared the repercussions of excusing herself to go to the restroom. This is bad. Like, this is career-ending bad. And so what I'm curious about, her fans that always defend her, I'm so sick of everybody coming for Lizzo. Lizzo's this inclusive queen. Uh, you know, how are you exactly going to defend this? And what is, what is Lizzo going to say? She has not released any statements. And some one of you said, Liz says, this is flat-out degenerate. She's showing her true self. Well, Exactly. Exactly. And, and people get mad at conservatives, right? Because they say, like, you're so insensitive. You're not inclusive. Like, this is why they can't stand when we call people out like this. Well, how dare you? Lizzo's just being herself. She's just, you know, amoebaing around. Let her do her thing. How dare you call her out or anything? It's like, no, because we we can see this stuff for what it is. We can tell when people are frauds. And ev the whole woke um, social justice, progressive, inclusive branding that Lizzo has done has been a giant LARP to hide from the fact that she has a myriad of issues. And I also want to point out and bring up former, uh, a, a previous spillover episode that I did my podcast, The Spillover. I interview interesting people and experts every single week, celebrities, what have you, people with jaw-dropping stories. One of those people is Hollywood Blind, uh, anonymous entertainment lawyer, NT. He goes by NT for short. NT said in the beginning of July that Lizzo was a Hollywood plant that she is one of those people that was purposefully kind of created out of thin air from record labels. They were like, ooh, this is perfect. She's she's black and she's fat. This is exactly what, what we need. Uh, this shows diversity. This, this is like the perfect poster child. And so they picked her and now look what happened. Because this is this is a person that you know this wasn't like a a carefully curated person that's got like a squeaky queen a squeaky clean past. She has all sorts of problems. And the other thing is too is people like want to get mad like it's mean to call out people for being severely overweight. If you are letting yourself go to that extent, right, to be that morbidly obese. A fair conclusion, and I, I know that people are going to say that this is mean, but the fair conclusion is that you have issues and you do not care about yourself. You're letting yourself go either because of mental health, most likely mental health issues or other emotional problems going on because you're letting that laziness and what, what have you seep into your lifestyle. You know, if you're not taking care of yourself mentally, you're probably not taking care of yourself physically. You can make the same assumptions about somebody that never bathes, that never puts on deodorant, that always looks disheveled. You can make those same assumptions. So when it comes to somebody who is, is severely overweight, just like if you see somebody who's severely underweight, like the raw vegan woman who just died this week because of her stupid raw vegan diet, you're like, you have stuff going on with you. It's an eating disorder. It's an eating disorder. And we sh it, the red flags were all there with Lizzo. I'm realizing I'm, I, this is going longer than I thought on one story, but you know we'll just we'll just take it for what it is. Um, and I I'll, I just want to say James Madison deserved better. They chose Lizzo, right? Was it in front of Congress? She like played her little flute or something. Uh, I don't remember what that was, but James Madison. It was something for James Madison. It was James Madison's flute, and he deserved better than that. Why did we Why did we do this? Why did we ever prop up somebody like this is, is my question. 
this is nor nor Cal Gidget in the chat. I'm so glad I listened to that spillover episode with NT because now all of this makes so much more sense. Let me tell you something. NT is never wrong. He has never been wrong. I have followed him. I've probably followed his blog for seven or eight years. He always knows the Hollywood tea before it comes out. That's why we love him. Um, and he's very fair. And yes, he said uh, the spillover episode beginning of July that Lizzo was a plant and things were not good. Um, and, you know, the Barbie, the Barbie movie, this is terrible for them. They've pretty much had flawless marketing and they put Lizzo as one of her big opening songs in the movie. She's all over the soundtrack. So that's a huge uh, knock for Barbie. You also have Lizzo. I, I, I hear I'm hearing in the chat. She's in the new Target commercial. How many problems has Target gone through now in the last month? And now you have Lizzo. Uh, this is going to be a huge issue for you. It's like when Chris Brown, I remember when Chris Brown came out, he punched Rihanna, the, Rihanna in the face. He was like the face of Wrigley gum. And I believe Wrigley had to make a whole apology and say, we're so sorry for making him the spokesperson. And they had to take him off all of their Wrigley commercials. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Like this is, we're going to see the same thing with all the stuff with Lizzo. I, this is, well, we can only hope, right? We we can only hope that she will be held accountable like anybody else, like a male would um, and like uh, any type of straight white singer would. Because, again, if this was Taylor Swift, it would be all over the, the Times Square would be filled with with headlines about this. You know what I mean? It would be all over the world. Ariana Grande is stoked right now. It's never been a better day to be Ariana Grande, the homewrecker, than today with this news about Lizzo because finally the news has moved on from Ariana Grande to Lizzo. For all we know, Ariana Grande is who got this to leak. I mean, that would be honestly genius. You you know what's going on behind the scenes with all these celebrities. Every single celebrity, just like everybody in Hollywood knew about Harvey Weinstein and they were holding it under wraps while they were doing their stupid little Time's Up stuff and everything. Everybody knew. You think people didn't know about how Lizzo was treating dancers? And by the way, since this came out, since this new lawsuit with Lizzo came out, you've had other dancers now and former um, members of her team, a creative director or somebody coming out and being like, I'm just glad the truth is coming out. I was just waiting for this to happen. So again, this is all happening. Um, and oh, something else that's going to be used against Lizzo in this lawsuit. Lizzo just admitted in an interview about the banana incident. Um, we have a clip of Lizzo doing some kind of uh, podcast interview, and she's talking about going to Amsterdam and wanting to do the banana stunt, eating the banana out of a woman's clam. Um, if we have that, we can play that. All right, they're going to play this clip for you. It was really, they kissed. She, they kissed after, I'm not going to say what she did. <laughs> but I'm trying to go to the show where you eat the banana out the <laughs> Which one is that? Just a banana bar. Well, that's the banana bar? Yeah, you And they the have the banana, banana in the, in yeah, the yeah, coochie? And, and ping pong bowls. And you have to go. Yes. And That's what to, I want to do. Then you have to eat it. I need my potassium, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> my potassium. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely disgusting, uh, fully degenerate. And that clip I anticipate is going to be mega viral here shortly on Twitter. Uh, it's just starting to pick up steam. So you're here, you're seeing that first, but that's going to be everywhere. That's the proof right there. She, this was premeditated. I'm going to go. I want to take my employees uh, essentially to be sexually harassed. So there's that. You tell me in the chat. If you think that Lizzo will truly be canceled over this, like, is Lizzo done? Like, is there any possible way to save her image and her branding? Will this be glossed over? Or is this bad enough that even her fans, even the left, has to admit, like, she sucks, she's over, we're moving on from her? Uh, so much tea in this story. I absolutely love it. Okay, I'm going to read some of your comments. Five Orange Juicy, absolutely. This is so Five Orange Juicy. Yes, politics. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. And I have updates for you. We're going to have a little family meeting talking about where's politics been? Why haven't we gotten a politics episode in like two months? Boy, do I have news for you. We're going to talk about all of that. Um, people are excited. Oh my gosh, you're live. Yes, girl, we are live. Follow politics on Instagram and then you will know when big things are happening. We will tell you. We gave you a... Um, 
warning. Oh, I love this. Somebody said, and meanwhile, Taylor Swift is giving $100,000 to her employees each as a bonus. Taylor Swift handed out over $50 million personally, her personal money to give a bonus on top of their regular salary to her truck drivers, hearing that she paid out her behind the scenes, uh, you know, other people, the stage hands and uh, dancers and everybody, everybody's getting a piece from Taylor Swift's uh, massive tour. Before the end of this, I believe she's going to hit billionaire status. This is absolutely massive. Um, Taylor Swift remains queen on top. It's never been a worse time, 2023. If you genuinely, and I know I know so many of you as cute conservatives do, you still maintain Taylor Swift sucks and I hate Taylor Swift. If you still hate Taylor Swift in 2023, I'm sorry, but you are just, I don't know. It's like living purposefully in ignorance. Like Taylor Swift, besides having different political views, like she's honestly amazing. She's like one of the last great celebrities to exist. Have you ever heard anyone say anything bad about Taylor Swift? Like, I mean, uh, people that have personal interactions, people having personal interactions, everybody says like she was the best celebrity I met. She's the best celebrity I met. Um, before I was working for Turning Point USA, I was in morning radio, pop radio circuit. And so we had the opportunity to interview different celebrities, go backstage on their tours. Um, I have met Selena Gomez more than once, Demi Lovato more than once, Taylor more than once. I've interviewed Ed Sheeran, uh, Philip Phillips. That's random. That popped in my mind from American Idol, if you remember him. Oh, my gosh. Who else? I A lot of people. But... but the main takeaway is Demi Lovato, before any of this stuff came out, even before we knew that she had a drug problem, like that's how like long ago I met her. She was by far, every time I met her, and it was two or three times, she sucked, sucked. This is something else I brought up in a spillover interview uh, last week. When was Brittany Martinez from EV Magazine? That was last week, I think. It all blends together, you guys. Once it's recorded, once it's posted, it all, I forget when things happen, but it, it might have been two weeks ago. I can't even remember what last week was. In the last two weeks, I released an episode. We talk about Demi Lovato. She has inter interacted with sev several celebrities uh, being a supermodel and everything and, and doing acting and things like that. So, okay. Now let's move on to, am I good on time? Is my team going to abandon me because this is already, I said, oh, we'll do this all in 30 minutes. And now it's been 30 minutes on one story. I, I do want to talk about merch. Um, also, little juice break, not sponsored, but uh, Martinelli juice. There's no crap in this. Um, this is like one of the only pure, it's only apples in this, only, only good juices at the grocery store left. I've been liking Squeezed Juice, which is a conservative-owned company based out of California. They send it all to you on dry ice. It's fantastic. Um, it's like mandarin, pomegranate, a bunch of good stuff for like your immune system, little bottles. I love it. But this is today because I'm actually out of my Squeezed Juice. I drank it all. I drank it all. And I told my manager today, I said, can we contact them? Ask them if I can have more, please. I'm a greedy little worm. I'm a greedy little worm. Oh, Holly said I like that this feels like having a combo with Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Lacey said, yay. 300 people watching. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, people are like, this is, we've never done a live before. So I was, I didn't have like super high expectations, but I was hopeful. And then maybe if you guys like it and talk about it and share it and be like, okay, you guys, let's come back. We'll come back and do this. Maybe I'll, maybe this is what we do once a week. Maybe we do a live version of politics. Like maybe this is the new thing. Like this was all on a whim. This was a whim. Okay. Sophia Richie has a new clothing line coming out. Guys, did I freaking predict? Did I? I predicted this and I never get credit and I'm sick of it in this movement. I'm sick of it. I never get credit for anything. I am, I'm always right. I'm always right. And this is one of those things that I was right about. Let me pull up this article, Sophia Richie. I'm so stoked. Sophia Richie launching a clothing line inspired by her wedding vibe. It's one, and she says it's 100% me. Stop. Wait, it gets better. Oh my gosh. First first of all, the the suit, the iconic suit situation, the shoulder pads being back, the loose waves. It's like I I woke up like this genuinely not Beyoncé. Um like her hair, like the bedhead messy like loose curl. Like, oh my gosh, am I kind of rocking that? I don't even think you can see my hair so dark with my black Spillover crew, by the way. TPSAMerch.com. Oh, wait. I forgot to talk about merch. Wait. Before we get into Sophia clothing, I have to talk about my clothing. Sorry. I forgot. Okay. We have new merch. And uh, one t-shirt. And I think one of you DM'd me on politics and was like, is it? 
is it unisex like type of sizing or is it women's? And I think I said women's. I was wrong. I'm very sorry. And I lost your DM. So I couldn't go back and tell you. It's unisex sizing based on the looks. And this is our groovy, cute, conservative tee. If you went to YWS this year, Young Women's Leadership Summit in June, this was the cover of a notebook that we handed out. Excuse me. I'm burping apple juice. <laughs> Uh, so it says, love you, mean it, bye. There's a little butter with a knife. There's a cinnamon roll, a little cowgirl hat, a little disco lava lamp and things like that. I'm on it. What's this thing in the top? What's in this picture? Oh, 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 a VW van. It's very cute. And, um, actually this is like, this is an adorable, like we have the model picture with leggings. And I think like that's the move with a shirt like this, like get it oversized, I would order this, like if I was ordering this, I would get it in a medium. I've been ordering t-shirts like this in a medium. Oh, there's a girl with uh, high-waisted shorts and it's tucked in as well. Um, if you look on here, the model, and that's actually a cute look too. So if I was gonna do a tucked in look more often, I would get a small. If I was doing an oversized, I want my shirt out, which I like the the bottom, what is that called, a hem? I don't know, I'm not a sewer. Um, the bottom of the shirt, I like it. So I would probably wear it tucked out or left out too and I would do a medium so small if you like tucked in medium if you want it out um or obviously that's for my size reference so I don't know what size you are but that's how I would do it you know what I mean okay so that is out it's $30 uh tpusamerch.com you can try using code alex or alex clark try or poplitics one of those three one of those three might give you like 10% off. So always try that. And there's tons of merch. There's stickers, all sorts of things. Okay, now, Sophia Richie. Sophia Richie, if you were not on TikTok for the Sophia Richie wedding era this year, I don't even know. You disgust me. You're so behind. I don't even have time to catch you up. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just being dramatic. Also, you know, everybody, Alex is so mean. How dare she call me an idiot? How dare she call me a moron? You should hear how I talk about myself 24-7. It's like, it's like I'm in tears uh, every, every five seconds. You can ask my team. Everybody's sick of it. I'm the biggest negative Nancy. So... Sophia Richie blew up with a rebrand on TikTok a couple months ago when she got married. And all she did was marry this rich Jewish guy, son of a uh, son of a record label exec or owner or something like that. I can't remember now. But he is so unbelievably wealthy. She's already wealthy, obviously. Daughter of Lionel Richie, Nicole Richie's sister. Um, and so she comes from money herself. But this guy was on another level. And so she just like, she was dating Scott Disick and stuff. And she just did, dressed like a normal, like young Gen Zer. Okay, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't special. It wasn't anything iconic. It wasn't different. And then she decides like, oh, my wedding, I'm going to start, I'm going to video like every outfit I wear. And I guess when you marry into a family like him, you got to be on your A game. You can't be looking like club trash, right? So she does, it's all like Chanel the whole weekend for her wedding. And she TikToks a video every single outfit that she wears. And every outfit was just a slam dunk. Like people could not get enough of this. Like nobody is used to seeing somebody this young, this naturally beautiful, uh, so effortless, so classy, so old money. Like it was just such a, a, fresh, a, a, a breath of fresh air. Is that the phrase? See, normally like we pre-film a politics episode and then all of these flubs I can take out. Okay, I am literally sweating because the air is so hot or the air is so loud by the mic that I can't have a, a, a air on while I film. And I'm, I cannot even explain to you guys how much I'm sweating. So anyway, she, does, she posts these videos of her looks and now it looks like because it blew up, uh, she is going to be releasing a clothing line. So she did an interview with Who, What, Where. Is that Danielle Bercioli Ravioli? What's that girl's name? Somebody in the chat tell me. Who, what, where? Isn't that that Danielle girl, the super controversial influencer who's like known for ripping off her own designs of other people? Where are you? Somebody tell me the scoop. Um, I need to know. I'm refreshing this chat. I feel like it's not moving. Okay, I don't know. I Who, what, where? Who owns who, what, where? She did an interview. She said, I am designing a clothing line based on my much copied style. She said, the aesthetic is very much my vibe. I made sure I tried on every single sample. Thank God. She said, I wanted to make sure it embodies the aesthetic that I have been wearing. It's 100% me. This is cool. She said, 
she considers Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis as her future or as her fashion muse. And that she also got inspiration from her older sister, Nicole Richie. But like, okay, stop. Shut up right now. Shut up right now with a 24-year-old saying Jackie Onassis is my style muse. She's not saying Kylie freaking Jenner. She's not saying Kim Kardashian, Ariana Grande. She's saying Jackie O is my muse. We're bringing it back. We are bringing it back. Class, beauty. What happened to being disgusted by things? We need people to be more disgusted. Like, this is what should have happened with Lizzo. When people come out with the trans crap, every all of it, like, it, it, it should repulse you. It should repulse you. We should gravitate towards things that are truly beautiful, that are graceful, that are classy. We're bringing that back. Sophia Richie is bringing that back. She said... We sat in my backyard, her and whoever she's co-designing this with, somebody with one name, Cass. That could be sketchy. Who, a one-name person to co-design a line with, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that there's not a last name. Cass um, is a brilliant woman, and we sat in my backyard uh, in sweatpants, and we started to go through and uh, look at things that inspired us in life. She said, for me, it was art and music. We built a whole story for this future line based on things that inspire us. I'm reading all this on page six. She says, as far as everybody talking about her much buzzed about quiet luxury vibe, she said that's actually not what she was going for when it comes to her outfits. She said, quiet luxury, the term, it sounds really nice, so I'm not knocking it. But my stylist and I started working together properly about three and a half years ago when we met, and our word was timeless. Oh, Okay, you guys, I have not heard this yet before. So she is describing her rebrand as timeless. I like this. How's everybody doing? It's live politics. We are talking about Sophia Richie's new clothing line. She said, I feel powerful in what I wear. I really tune into myself. I asked, what am I wearing when I feel my most powerful self? Um, that is a, she said, that is in more sophisticated, timeless attire. How do we feel? Stephanie says, make America shame again. Bring back public shaming. <sighs> ravioli, ravioli, give me the formioli. I, Little Ray of Health, everybody knows Little Ray of Health. She's an icon. She's in here. Emily, I could do this with you. You'd be so fun to do this with. We should sometime. She said, I will personally go on a hunger strike if you don't keep doing these lives. No, you're not allowed to go on a hunger strike, Little Ray, because I like to see what your grocery hauls are. So I know what to buy. So you cannot go without food. Anyway, Sophia Richie clothing line. So the questions I have, who should carry it? Ooh, let's talk about this in the chat. Who should carry the Sophia Richie line? If she goes with something uh, very, I'm sorry to say it, but if she goes with a price point for us peasants, it's dead. She cannot go with Kohl's. She cannot go with Macy's. Nordstrom, Nordstrom is... It's real, that, that makes me nervous. Like the sweating, the sweating is happening even more if she goes with Nordstrom. I'm honestly thinking Neiman's, I, I would go for Saks, for sure Saks. Nordstrom, ugh, I don't know, man. I'm just, it's gotta be the right thing. And if it's Target or something, she's really done. She's really done. And and who, oh my gosh. Okay, now this was, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. So Love Shack Fancy this week announced that they were doing a uh, partnership. It's a collab with Gap. And I immediately bumped on it when I saw the story. And then I saw the clothes and I was like, ah, it's kind of cute. But here's the thing, like, I like when a luxury brand or person or designer, like, I like it to feel luxury. I like it to be not everybody is going to have this. When it's mass produced, when it's all in Target, when it's all in Gap, I'm like, I'm immediately grossed out by it because I'm like, well, now this isn't special. Now it's like, oh, you love Shaq Fancy? Sure, I can afford it. This is the problem. Like, this is what Coach did. And Coach has been in a rebrand too because they became too accessible. Michael Kors, trash, because it's too accessible. REI. No, absolutely not. My producer said, what about REI? Topshop, cringe if it's Walmart. Just kidding. Walmart would never. But someone, Lacey says Banana Republic. Catherine says, wait, maybe like, maybe we do go with Kohl's because it can be a peasant line for us. I know, but it's not cool if everybody has the same dress. Madison says, Aritzia. 
Guys, oh my gosh, let me die. Let me do something cool. I am going to Aritzia for the first time on Friday. For the first time, because I'm going to Dallas and I will be at Aritzia. If anyone lives in Dallas and you show up and you bombard me, I will not be happy. But Aritzia, um, like shopped online, but I've never been in person. I I found out for the first time that there's going to be a store or there there is like a, st- I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know you could go to an Aritzia in person. So now I'm going. Um, that wouldn't be bad. And didn't, didn't Emma Chamberlain or did she just wear Aritzia a lot? I feel like Emma Chamberlain might have a collab with Aritzia as well. Flora says Bloomingdale's. Yeah, so this is going to be a big a big thing. I'm anxious to see who's going to be carrying the line. Will it be successful? Again, it will be successful depending on, I believe, where it is. Oh, you know who just did a, a line that was very, very cool and none of us can afford it? Dua Lipa and Versace just did a collab and it's iconic. Taylor Swift wore uh, one of the necklaces on her tour. A lot of celebrities have been wearing her little skirts and tops. It's very cute. It's like butterflies and polka dots and stuff. And um, I think that's super cool. Liz said, "Mate, what about Madewell um, for Sophia's line? Madewell, again, it's it's just, it's too cheap. It, it has to be like a little out of budget for people. And like we're celebrity, others, she, it has to be like, the, the, the genius thing about Dua Lipa, like only the richest of the rich peasants can afford Versace, but also like other celebrities will actually like truly wear your clothes like Taylor Swift on the era's tour like wore one of her necklaces like that's massive like so I think that's the move um I like this idea or she could just create her own line like Reese Witherspoon and Draper James I don't hate that I don't hate that either um all right we have to move on because this is taking a long time so I probably should wrap up before uh the the hour the hour mark all right Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik Tartik. I can't ever say, I feel like I'm saying his last name wrong all the time, but Jason Tartik. Maybe I need to say it faster. Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik break up rumors. I was shocked, but but those of you who are still like living and dying by Bachelor Nation are not. And I am shocked. I have to bring up the article. Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin. Live politics today. Pop culture without the propaganda. We were launched in 2019. I am the first. I am the only respect it, live it, love it, share it, follow it. By the I, by the way, anyone watching this and not subscribed, I actually hate you. And I wish, I wish ill on your families. No, I'm just kidding. This is really extreme. No, but um, subscribe to this channel. Like I have worked so hard and I'm going to explain the whole rebrand. I'm going to explain like where politics has been, all of that for those of you who hang out here to the end. But you have to subscribe to this channel. It is like the one thing I'm asking you and like all these, like everyone complaining like, well, why did all these changes happen? These changes happen because you didn't subscribe in the first place. And that is the truth. That is the truth. So no, I don't actually wish ill on your families. I love your families. I've met lots of them when you come to events and things, which has been very nice. But I am, but I do hold a grudge. Is that fair to say? I don't wish ill, but I do, I do hold a grudge. My producers go, no, not a grudge. Yes, a grudge. I do. I actually do because it has brought so much strife into my life uh, for the subscriber situation. All right. Okay. Guys, I'm out of breath. I have to do another Martinelli's juice drink. Okay. I'm literally out of breath. It's like hard. Okay. Yeah, Caitlin Bristow fuels Jason Tardic breakup rumors with cryptic posts after ditching engagement ring. Now, if you remember, Caitlin Bristow was one of the OG bachelorettes. I say OG. OG is in before the whole the whole uh, franchise went to crap, a steaming pile of crap. Caitlin was uh, one of the last like entertaining seasons. Uh, I actually, I, I really liked Caitlyn. Her season was controversial um, because I think she, was she the first person to like be open about how she was like actually uh, having sex on the fantasy suite or something? Like something like that was going on and people didn't like her for that. And I know she's, I know she's a lib and she was all like, you're slut shaming me or whatever. Like, oh, I hate that phrase. It's like so stupid. We need more slut shaming. Anyway, um, so yeah, she was like controversial, but she was fun. We got we got Nick Vial from that season. We got Ben Higgins from that season. Gosh, it's been a minute, right? So she's had her like ups and downs. She dated Sean. She was she engaged or no? They just dated. She ended up dating Sean Booth from her season for a really long time. Like they lived together. They had a dog named Nudes or Noodles or something. It was like a golden retriever. It was like a very sad breakup. Said Nudes. 
um, she, yeah, she was dating him for a while. And then, and then she dated somebody from one of these new seasons and they got engaged. And that is Jason. Um, I'm looking at scrolling through this article for like a timeline. Oh, they for sure broke up. I mean, this is not good. Okay. So first of all, she reposted a poem. Anybody starts reposting poems, be on the lookout. They're, they've either gotten fired from their job, likely going through divorce or a breakup, uh, friend breakup. Like it's if no one is posting a poem to feel great. No one is posting a poem because they're having a great day. They're posting poems because their life is over as they know it. Um, and the worst part is, and the most obvious part I should say, is that the poem was about taking time to accept yourself rather than improve yourself, which Okay, so here we go. Red flag. Even though I like Caitlin, red flag. If you're saying like you need to accept, not have to worry about improving. So clearly right there, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to call it right now. Jason gave her some things like you need to fix this, change this behavior or I'm out. And she's like, don't. It's like the, it's like the modern day feminist gripe of like, don't you dare try to chat, like hold me accountable for any bad behavior. Like that's toxic. You can't be in my life. Like you just need to accept me for me, even if I'm a demon, a screaming demon. She then called attention to people flooding her comment section, asking about the status of her relationship. And she said, I cannot believe the audacity of people to expect things from me when I haven't been able to process things for myself. And she put it up. I have that on there. It says a, a post that she posted and deleted a story. Okay, so there you go. You added yourself there saying like, I am. I can't comment on things that I haven't even been able to process. Okay, so they're, they're definitely over. Uh, and she said, have an effing heart. You're scaring me with your comments and demands. I'm worried about you. Okay, nice deflection. Oh, and then she shared a snippet from her own 2020 song, If I'm Being Honest. And the lyrics of that song are, just because I'm an open book doesn't mean you get the whole story. And if I'm being honest, I'm not always as tough as I seem. And I can have my moments, but words can get the best of me. And the words that I say to myself are the ones that hit the hardest. So she wants everyone to be nice to her because she's being the meanest to herself. Jason is, is mums the word. He's dead silent. Um, she just took some Instagram photos at the beach. And I guess she had no engagement ring on. So that's a red flag. I have written down, recently she went to Paris with his BFF and wife, but not him. That's weird, right? I don't know. But if you're the BFF, but but also if you're his BFF, like your loyalty lies with him. So you're, wouldn't you not go on a trip then with the ex-fiance? I don't know. Maybe they weren't broken up then. I don't know. I don't get that. But he wasn't there. So maybe they were just fighting. Maybe they were fighting and it was a planned trip. Oh, I bet that's what happened. He was supposed to go on the trip to Paris and then they were fighting or whatever. And he was like, you know what? I'm just not going to go. And so she's like, okay, I still will. Maybe. I don't know. Obvi this is all spe speculation. I obviously don't freaking know. Okay. He, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. He went to Dubai for Beyonce. Is this true? Chat that follows her, tell us, tell me if I'm correct. Jason Tardick went to Dubai for Beyonce and she did not go and said she was finding herself at a wellness retreat. Girl, you at a wellness retreat, you are so done. Like any girl at a wellness retreat, you're going through it. Nobody's going on a wellness retreat if you are in good spirits and everything is hunky-dory in your life. Like you, yeah, for sure. So it... It was ayahuasca. It was nine perfect strangers. And yeah, Anna says, girl, your fame is literally based on your relationship status, like to Caitlyn. Exactly. So this is like anytime, you know, I post things like that. Like I don't get mad when people ask me a bunch of questions. Like my friends will be like, does that drive you insane? Like when people, like if you post like a soft launch and everybody's in your DMs, like, are you dating them? Are you dating them? Like, I'm like, no, because like I share stuff like this. Like I expect it. I understand it. I'm not going to be like, why are you asking me? That's the most annoying. Okay. Wait a minute, Ty, she was upset that I called her out on it and said people grieve in their own way. Wait, she responded directly to you? Ty says, oh wait, Ty, explain this. She called you out on Instagram. What'd she do, post your comment or something? Juicy. 
Oh, C. C. Finnegan says, can we talk about The Golden Bachelor? Yeah. So, okay. Safe to say, I think we can wrap up on Caitlin. Caitlin, obviously, they're done. Um, Oh, I will say she's from Canada in a lib. He's from Buffalo. I don't know if he's liberal or not. I don't know if I follow Jason anymore on Instagram. So I don't know if uh, his posts indicate that he's conservative or liberal, but you could have a bump there. You know, she is very, very traditional feminist classic lib. Also, Uh, oh, Ty says she doesn't like Kaylin because the day that the soldiers in Afghanistan were killed, she said, ask me anything. So Ty said, I asked her, why haven't you posted about the soldiers or given your condolences? And she reposted it on her story. What? Oh, that's, she called her out and said, people grieve in their own way. And then Ty said, no, because you're on the left. Wait, that's funnier. That's very funny. But also like, that's you're going to that's the DM you're going to you're going to be like, how dare you come for me for not posting about dead soldiers like ew, like that. She shouldn't have done that. That wasn't like a good example because um, Ty, you were right. Like, that's a good, good question to ask, I think, on an ask me anything. It's not going to look good. Pull up this picture. Her ex, Sean Booth, who I believe she truly I truly believe they were each other's like loves of their lives. Sean is expecting a baby in December. He just posted that him and somebody he's dating are having a baby. So, you know, could not, when it rains, it pours. This is, this is hard. This This is tough for her, but she shouldn't lash out at us when her entire livelihood revolves around who she's dating because she was on The Bachelorette and she has her podcast and whatever. Again, I like her, like I like her, but she's, she's kind of, she's kind of spiraling and she's kind of acting stupid. Okay. What else? Q&A. Q&A. So you guys asked me anything, and we're going to talk about what's going on with politics. So, apple juice. Oh. Oh, wait, I was supposed to talk about Golden Bachelor and then uh, what do I think about Gabby, the former Bachelorette, coming out as a lesbian today? Okay, Golden Bachelor. So this show has brought me back. The marketing for this, the idea, the concept, the idea, it is. it has brought me back from Bachelor Nation dead. I have not watched any show, Bachelor in Paradise, nothing for years after Chris Harrison. And this is the first show that they have promoted that I'm like, this is very interesting and I definitely am going to give it a shot. Like I am. I'm going to give it a shot. And if it sucks and if it's as boring as all the other seasons, then, you know, we'll be done. I think I might have to sit with my legs up because I'm hot and uncomfortable. (sighs) Okay. Okay. Natalia says, Alex, this is random, but you should go on the whatever podcast. Your wish might come true very soon. Um, so yes, we will be watching Golden Bachelor. I think we should all give it a shot because it's interesting and funny. And I do want to talk about that when it happens. Um, my, my thoughts on Gabby. Now, again, this is somebody that I I never even heard of till today because I didn't watch the season, but I did hear that it was the double bachelorette season. She was the girl that didn't end up with anybody. And now she's a lesbian. Well, I mean, it's like, what was his face? What's the little blonde, little blonde guy that came out as gay? Colton, Colton Underwood. It's like Colton Underwood. You know what I mean? Could never, nobody was right. Oh, I'm not having sex. Becca Tilly. Oh, I'm a virgin. I'm not having sex and all this. But then it comes out like, well, they weren't because they were actually gay. I mean, it is what it is. Um, So did I answer all those questions? So uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, but I don't know anything about her. I'd never heard of her till today. Like my like best friend, Lauren was texting me like, look at this. And I was like, Okay, kind of interesting. I mean, I guess it's juicy, but I just haven't been keeping up with it, so it's not that interesting to me. Oh, Megan and Harry. Oh, Megan and Kate. I forgot. Really quick, I do want to talk about this story. And then we'll go into Q&A for me and what's going on the state of the show. Okay, and then we'll wrap up here in like 10 minutes, within 10 minutes, okay? Okay. Is this too long of a live? How long are lives? Oh, okay, are you guys enjoying it? I'm so self-conscious because I've never done a live and I don't know if I'm doing it right. Meghan Markle hates Kate Middleton. She feels like she got away with mistreating her. She wants her to be held accountable. I cannot stand this bish, B-I-S-H. 
it just never ends with her. Here is the famous lore about Meghan Markle that I told you I would tell you. When I first started politics, I every time I would talk about Meghan Markle because she left the royal family, right? She didn't want to be royal anymore. So I would I would say, um, I would always sing the song Royals by Lord. And she'll never be royal, royal. Because she doesn't want to be royal. She'll never be royal. And then... And then I would always go, something, something, green bean, because that's what the song sounds like. It sounds like Lord sings, um, and she'll never be royal, royal, something, something, green bean. That's how I always sing the song, like, ever since I ever heard it in, like, what, 2012 when it came on the radio. So then that is how Meghan Markle got the nickname from me, Green Bean. And so anytime I refer to Meghan Markle, I always refer to her as the Green Bean. When she's acting up, like right now, it's Green Beanery. Um, you know, anyone who sucks, we call them a Green Bean. And that's where that all stems from. That's like that's like the, the, the tunnel in the history of the inside joke with cute servative. So if you're new, that's one of our inside jokes. And I, it's the way that I am so sick of this woman. And I'm so glad that everybody's catching on. Her Spotify, you know, podcast was canceled. Netflix is starting to realize that, like, I don't think this was a good idea signing them on and paying them all this money to create all these projects for us. Like, nobody cares about them. Like, people did watch their little relationship documentary or whatever. I didn't because I hate them and I already know. Like, I don't want to watch that. But um, people watch that. But I don't think anything else, like, their thought-provoking, like, philosophical, like, views on the world and, like, I don't know, foreign policy or whatever they're doing. Nobody cares about hearing that from Meghan and Harry. Um, the one win that she has had recently has been Suits is, is now on Netflix and it's actually like doing numbers. Like Suits has been like okay, but it's never been like, oh my gosh, like everybody's watching Suits and like all of a sudden it being reposted on Netflix, everybody's watching it again. So they're like, oh, people are streaming this. I don't know, it could be made up. It, you know what? Conspiracy theory it could be made up that Netflix is telling the press like, oh, everyone's streaming suits because that makes people talk about Megan in a favorable way. It gives her a win in the media and they have all these backlogged projects with her and Harry that have to come out because they agreed to it and paid them. Oh, guys, I think this is like all it's like a Netflix is like pulling a Kris Jenner. Maybe it's all made up anyway. The way I am so starving. This has made me so hungry. It's like I'm burning so much energy talking this fast for this long. Um, so she's mad because she feels like Kate Middleton is actually the villain, not her. And she, she an insider says... Um, this is not how Megan envisioned things would turn out. Megan knows the truth. She's telling everyone who will listen that Kate had an edge over her, you know, some kind of unfair advantage. Uh, she's pissed off that Kate Middleton has never apologized for how she's treated Megan publicly, that they've never tried to publicly like mend their relationship since all of this drama. Again, again, Megan and Harry are the ones who decided to like do this entire career of slamming the family. And then you're mad that the slammy or that you're mad that the family isn't defending you. How, what kind of logic is that? None. Green bean logic is what it is. So uh, this story, we won't spend time on this. We'll get to Q&A. That just, she sucks and she's green bean and again. Okay. What am I answering? Where's politics been? Politics has been here. Specifically, I have been here because we have had significant personnel changes in the last three months. So I had a team of like four people. All of them have left. It is me. I have editors. I have camera people. Obviously, I don't know how to do that stuff. And they're editing my videos like they film for me and they edit. But as far as like everything else, it is me. Like I have no help or hiring. Um, and it's not this like super scandalous thing um producer val if you don't know if you don't follow her on instagram and, and if you are familiar with producer valentina i love and adore i just said the other day like i miss her so much she left um and now she's engaged like she moved to another state it was it was like it, it, basically everyone ended up leaving because of life changes outgrowing their positions new job opportunities marriage you know that kind of stuff so it it just all happened like at a terrible time it all happened like in the midst of like a rebrand and everything. So it's it kind of like shuffled everybody around. And I honestly just don't have 
enough personnel and help to like do things the way we were doing. Like we have to restructure. Like we're pretty much like that's where we're at. So I have been here. It's just, it's too difficult. The What I'm saying is it, it, it's just been too difficult because remember I film and write and come up with my questions for and research for my spillover guests. And so we're doing a, you know, sometimes we release an episode once a week, but I'm filming sometimes multiple times a week spillover episodes that we're backlogging. Like we're recording them and having them, you know, to release later. Like some weeks I might have two or three spillover episodes that I'm prepping for and recording and spending time doing that. Then there's, you know, I go on the news and I have that, or I'm speaking somewhere. Um, what the heck else? We've had events. We've had YWS. We've had SAS uh, and all the social content that I do, like all the other things that I film that are just specifically for like YouTube because we really wanted to like focus on YouTube and growing YouTube and everything. All of that, like the amount of time. And then on top of that, you guys have to understand, like I was able to go home and it takes hours every weeknight for the last four years. I would spend hours writing a politics episode for the next day. And I can't do that. I can't solely focus on writing a script that takes that long to write every night when I have to manage all the social media and I have to come up with what I'm filming for YouTube shorts and, and do my spillover prep for guests. And like, there's, I can't do it all. So that's the one thing. Yes, I was getting burnout and everything. And and so the idea was that like, we were doing this rebrand and I was going to do politics the traditional way and release it once a week until the whole team quit. And then it was like, well, we, we, I don't, I, I don't have the manpower to do it. So that's when we had to change. And then today I was like, I mean, obviously I see your complaints and I was like, okay, well, what if we did it live? Like, I've never done this before. We really do want to grow YouTube subscribers. Like, what if I just did it live? And I, I felt very self-conscious about this idea and very hesitant and nervous because I know part of what you like about politics is like, oh, we have all these clips sprinkled in and doing all this. And I hope you guys have to like evangelize. You have to evangelize those of you who are here in the moment. You go to the conservatives Facebook group and you say, you guys that weren't in this live, you missed out. It was a cultural moment. It was historic. Where were you? We missed you. You're all frauds. Shame them. Bring back public shaming. Uh, tell them that they missed out because we could, if this if you like it, if you watch it, if you share it, and this is a thing and everybody's participating, it makes it worthwhile for me to sit now. See, now it's been like over an hour and I haven't been doing all my other work. And it's like the end of the workday for me, Pacific Standard Time. So there's a lot of things that I have not done yet for the day. And I still, and the workday is supposed to be ending and I'm not even close. So I'm going to be working late now because I did this. So make it worth it. Subscribe to the channel. All of those things. Um, yes, if you are interested in applying somebody write in the chat for me, one of my people helping me, tell them the link, tbsa.com slash careers under the productions department. You can see um, the positions that we're hiring for. We need social media person. We need, uh, I don't remember what else. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know what we're hiring for at this point. I think we've landed on, we're not going to hire a producer. I'm going to produce myself. So yippee. Bucko, hope you're ready for that. This is me producing myself. Me producing myself was let's just go live on YouTube and reward the real ones and shame the frauds. Paradise Garden, if that is your real name. What is the NT spillover episode called? I don't know. Whatever the pop culture, somebody else tell her. Put it in, put a link. Can you put a link in the chat? Okay, somebody's linking it for you. I don't know what it was called. It was like, There is a producer spot, I guess, but I'm going to tell you right now, I bet that position is going to change. I bet it's going to become a different type of job. If you're really good at video editing, we really need a video editor. So either way, every department at Turning Point USA that's hiring, all the jobs are listed, tpsa.com slash careers, and also the NT episode. I don't know, man. All you have to do is, is search for the spillover anywhere you get your podcast. Everybody, can you link me these exact, can you guys do some work? You know how much of my day is like, what's the link to this? What, at, when was this episode? It's like, dude, pull up this, I love you, but pull up the podcast app and look for it. It was just, it was a few episodes back. It's like, it'll take you 30 seconds and look how much work it has to be for me to do it when I'm in the middle of all this. Um, London says, I missed the first part of the live. Will this be uploaded to YouTube so that I can rewatch? Does this get posted to YouTube as a, doesn't it? Yes. 
we're wrapping up. You you missed a moment, London. You are going to have to start from the beginning because we we spent a lot of time on Lizzo. It was very juicy. Um, so yes, you, this is about to be, get posted, and then you can rewatch the entire thing. And we talked about Sophia Richie's new clothing line and Lizzo and all of the things. Marlo says yes, constructive bullying. Exactly, constructively bully, please, right now in the cute service Facebook group. Where were you? And call them out by name. You could even make up names. There's a name. Uh, excuse me. Everybody has a name in that group. You could be like, Brittany, where were you? Like, no, you know, every Brittany's like, what? Uh, that would be great. Um, ooh, what else? What else? Okay. NT episode is linked. Go back and listen to that. There's been two episodes of NT. I did one in December of last year, and that was like a very evergreen celebrity news. Like, I was just like, tell me everything you know about, you know, Nicole Kidman, for example. Like, I would just name a celebrity and be like, what's the tea on them? So that episode, even though it was released in December, it wasn't like uh, in the moment news. It was very evergreen. So you can go back and listen to the first NT interview. And then the one that happened in July is new. We talked about Olivia Rodrigo's new song, Vampire, is all about Taylor Swift. So see, I can report on things that affect me, like a negative Taylor story. Oh, we also went into depth about uh, on this NT episode in July. We also went into depth about Megan. And uh, so another thing with Megan and Harry right now is they are like on the brink of divorce. Like it's not looking good because everything that they've planned, like isolating themselves from their family, we're going to become so rich doing all this like Netflix stuff and podcasting. Like it's flopped. It's flopped. Tensions are high. Harry has a hotel. They both live Montecito. Is that where they live? Montecito, California? I think they live in Montecito. I'm. Santa Barbara area, right? Montecito is like the rich area of so many California people tell me. Little Ray of Health, if you're still in here. Don't you live over there? I don't know. To me, everybody that's like in the bottom half of California lives knows where everything is. They, it's all the same. Um, they are living basically one per Megan's in the house and Harry has a uh, hotel on the other side of the town. So I think that tells you everything you need to know. It's not it's not going great. Um, I'm trying to scroll through here. Sorry, it's my first time doing it live. I'm not used to like going through reading comments. Christina, I have to say I'm totally loving the new content rebranding lately. Thank you. Oh, yes, the rebrand. Real Alex Clark. That is what we're calling the YouTube channel. And um, if you have been MIA or you've been stubborn, a stubborn little crab and refused a green bean, if you will, and refused to subscribe because I hate YouTube, but you watch all these other conservative YouTubers, you know what? Like, actually... We're shaming you as well because that's just like effed up and like such an insult and so rude and just like the meanest thing you could ever do to me. Like, look, this wasn't all my decision. Like I have other people. I have people that ha like they're running a business, right? We got to grow. We have to do these things like YouTube is the best way to do it. And so it is what it is. Um, so it's called Real Alex Clark because since we're not only doing politics, we're doing all of these different types of videos, different types of content, some man on the street, some long form videos where I talk about one subject, like my Barbie review, some where I'm doing like this deep, like take on something. Um, so this week or early next week, I have a video coming out all about how your body count affects your marriage. Uh, you will find out if it affects what a number determines about the success of your marriage. It's very juicy. It's very interesting. It's like a very serious video. That comes out. I did a whole like documentary and mini doc on seed oils. What are they? Where they came from? What you should use instead? It's like, that was a really fun episode. Not enough of you watch that. That pissed me off. I was so pissed. I, I'm still pissed. I hold grudges. Just so you know, like I know the, one, the ones of you, the sucky ones, I know you by name. I actually do. And I talk about you with my friend Lauren. And we say, can you believe this person again? Uh, okay. Anyway, so let's move on. Let's be done. That's it. I'm just kidding. Um, but... I will see you in the cute service Facebook group. Let me know if you think that we should do this again. Subscribe to Real Alex Clark on YouTube. This is like very chaotic and I probably said a lot of things that are going to get me in trouble, but it is what it is because we didn't pre-tape this. I love you. Mean it. Bye. Oh, wait. Before I go. One moment. We didn't click off, right? Okay. Um, one moment. New spillover uh, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Pacific, uh, midnight Eastern. This week's guest is a tech wellness expert. We're talking all about EMFs and 5G and how Wi-Fi is killing you. And it's so juicy. And like, it's going to blow your mind. And I love, 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 love this episode. It's like a very unique type of health and wellness episode. So be looking forward to that. I will see you. And with that, I say love you, mean it, bye. I mean, I do that on pop, uh, spillover. But anyway, it is what it is. First live Papa Jigs ever. Bye.